Hope has come. Choose hope. You know, the Bible has a lot of things to say about hope. We're going to read one of those passages right now from Romans chapter 15. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Now when Paul talks about strong and weak, he's really talking about the strength of our faith. Paul tells us that those that are weak are those that have to rely upon uh, observing special occasions of eating or not eating special foods as a basis of their faith. And those who are strong, in his own words, are, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but of righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Each of us should please our neighbours for their good, to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it was written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. Hope has come. Choose hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Jesus Christ had so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth, so that the promises made to the patriarchs might be confirmed, and moreover that the Gentiles, that all the nations that all nations upon the earth might glorify God for his mercy. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hope has come. Choose hope. Uh, this world's a pretty random place, isn't it? I'm glad of one random thing that happened, the thing that we're celebrating today. By which human council saw fit to make a young couple 2,000 years ago pregnant with the Son of God. And yet it happened. We celebrate the coming of God amongst us today. This morning. Who's been in control of the dry lightning strikes and the fierce dry winds that have caused fires right across this land for weeks on end now? And yet we live in that, and, and the community has come together to support those that have lost lives, lost loved ones, lost property. We have lived through it. Who can tell at what point does a young person find themselves moving from 
fear about the future, fear about the ability of humanity to uh, make this earth a, a better place to live, to um, overcome the effects of climate change. At what point have we been in control, or has anybody been in control of that young person uh, falling into hopelessness? and thinking the only thing that can happen is to take their own life. You know, that's part of my family's uh, narrative right now. A young member of my family has been hospitalised in the past uh, month or so um, because she had become so depressed, so hopeless about her future, that she was threatening suicide. We're very grateful, actually, for this time in her life for a, for a number of things. First of all, she was in a place, in a family situation, where she felt safe enough to express those things to her mum and dad. Secondly, we are very grateful for the fact that mum and dad listened to their daughter and sought to find treatment for her and had her hospitalised in a special hospital in Sydney for young people whose uh, mental health conditions are not as healthy as they might be. We're grateful for the medicines that she has been prescribed to help her through her depression and her anxiety. But most of all, we're grateful for the fact that she is being taught in this place to choose hope. To choose hope. It's a very simple thing, a very ordinary thing. They are teaching her how to sleep properly. They are teaching her how to eat properly. They are saying to her, the sun's coming up in the morning and going down at night. You need to live in a way that honours that and, and includes you in, in, in the life that, that happens each day. Instead of sleeping, uh, sorry, instead of lying awake in the middle of the night, worrying, sleep. We're so grateful that she is in a place where she is learning to choose hope. Hope has come. Choose hope. Hope has come. Just a few months, well, actually back in October, we uh, were privileged to spend a little bit of time in Jakarta, Indonesia, Bali, with our son and his family. Um, our son turned 40 and we went to celebrate his birthday and we spent some time in, in, uh, in Jakarta and, and in the countries surrounding Jakarta. We had a great time with family, try, a great time being family. We spent a bit of time out in the bush, well, in, in the jungle, I suppose you might call it. It's very green um, and obviously very lush. But all around us were grey skies and all around us were, we, we were longing for sunshine. Even in, in Bali on Kuta Beach, it wasn't all that sunny. It was a great place, loved the body surfing and all that sort of stuff. Um, we enjoyed ourselves. One day we uh, went travelling out into, into the country. I'm not sure where we were, but we were, um, went to a waterfall. It was massive. Even though the season was dry, there was still water coming over the cliff and falling maybe 300 metres to the, to the ground. And we went down about 500 steps to, to the bottom of this waterfall. 
I, we looked at it, it was a very beautiful place really, but I looked up uh, to where the water was falling over the cliff and noticed just to the right hand side of that waterfall something that I could not really identify, what it was. And I asked my, my son, what is that just up there? He said, that's rubbish. That's, that's rubbish. And it was a huge bundle of stuff. So big that I could see it from half a kilometre away. And Ben said to me, you know, Dad, I've taken people out into the surrounds uh, in Indonesia, the beautiful places, and people will say to me, the locals, isn't this a beautiful place? He said they can only do that because they do not look at the litter, the rubbish that's there. They overlook it. They're able to see the beauty and not that junk that's there. It's uh, pretty easy for each one of us, isn't it, to actually overlook the litter and junk in our own lives. To say, isn't my life beautiful and wonderful? And indeed, many of our, most of our lives really are quite beautiful. But I, I want to say to you this morning that I personally have been really proficient at this, actually overlooking in my life the things that I ought to be acknowledging and ought to be uh, paying attention to and doing something about. Hope has come. Choose hope. You know, there's a Bible, uh, sorry, uh, Jesus uh, tells a story about a young man who had come to the end of his um, hopefulness about life. And he chose hope. The story goes something like this A man had two sons. And the younger of those sons came to him and said, Father, give me my share of the estate. And so his father divided the estate between the two sons. And almost immediately the younger son took all that he had and went off to a far country. And there he squandered all of his wealth on wild living. We can only imagine what that wild living really was. At the point when he uh, had no money, had lost all his friends, a drought, we're familiar with drought, aren't we? Struck that country. He was in such a poor condition that he really had nothing to eat and he decided to hire himself out to a local farmer to feed the pigs, the lowest of the low. He didn't earn even enough money to feed himself even then and longed to be able to eat the food that the pigs were eating. And then he realised just what he'd lost. He understood that he, his own actions, were the thing that had caused him to come to this place of destitution. And he said, I know what I'll do. I'll go back home to my father, to my family. He longed to eat the pig's food, but I think the greatest thing that he longed for was to be at home with his family once again. 
he thought to himself, I'll go and say to my father, Father, I have sinned against you and against heaven. I am no longer worthy to be your son. Will you take me and allow me to be a servant in your household? So he set off with that little, I guess, mantra going over and over and over in his head as he trudged along the pathway to home. And as he neared his home, he found that he didn't even have that moment of being able to spit that out before his father ran to him and embraced him. Welcome home, son. Called for the servants to go and get the best robes. Called them to make a feast to welcome this son of his who was lost and had now been found. Yes, he did face up to his uh, father in those words. Father, I have sinned against you and against heaven. I am no longer worthy to be your son. Please, can I live in your household as a servant? Hope has come. Choose hope. That young man chose hope. And it's a very simple thing too. It's a matter of turning around. It's a matter of going home. It's a matter of saying, Lord, here I am. Choose hope. You know that I'm saying, choose Jesus, don't you? We've been saying that all service. We've been saying that all year. We say it every Sunday, choose Jesus. Hope has come. Jesus has come. Choose Jesus. We too need to uh, choose hope in two ways at least. The first of those is to acknowledge those things that are not really right and good in our lives, to be able to face up to them and say, I want this out of my life. I want that changed. I want that healed. I want that blessed. The other thing, of course, is to be like the lost son who came home. Turn around. Turn around. It's so close. And go home to our Father in heaven. Guess what? He's there with open arms. Welcoming us, even though we might say, oh, I'm not worthy to be here, I'm not worthy to be your son. But here I am. Friends, brothers and sisters, choose hope. Choose Jesus. Turn around and go home. Amen. Amen. Let's stand and sing our final song. The Lord has come.